dropping the hammer. No, you're not. Welcome, everyone, who's either listening to this in podcast form or maybe hopefully watching on YouTube right now is we're streaming on May, recording slash streaming on Tuesday, May 10th, 2022, uh, two days after the Goodyear 400 at Darlington Raceway. I'm Dan McFadden, and joining me for the first time on Dropping the Hammer is Dalen Barr, or D- Dalen Mike Barr. <laughs> You may know on Twitter as Bar Visual, uh, but he is a NASCAR photographer. But also, so what? What is your official title at Trackhouse? Um, well, so as of right now, still I'm uh, just a 10.99 with with Trackhouse. So I don't officially work for Trackhouse. Okay. Um, but I am the the team photographer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, I I've only gotten to actually meet you in person once um and that was on the pre-race grid at the daytona 500 um so that yeah that was our first time bumping into each other i was like hey i know this dude from twitter <laughs> um so it's always, it's always always neat to meet people finally in person after like just years of them being an icon with 280 oh. characters next yeah. to their name every once in a while um so yeah i'll get that you know, quite frequently people like, Hey, I know you from Twitter. Like, yeah. You know, I, I've seen your name before. It's just, yeah. So NASCAR photographer, how did, how did that come along? How, how'd you get into the business? Um, it was, it was a lot of luck, honestly. Um, so Brandon Brown, the Xfinity series driver, um, I met him at coastal Carolina university. We both went to college there. Um, and, um, I went to a couple of races with him and, and brought my camera along. Um, I took some photos and him and his family, you know, enjoyed having me there and having the photos done. They didn't have a team photographer, uh, before then. Um, you know, and I asked around and I, I got the right contact information at NASCAR and got myself licensed and went through the proper channels and then um, being at the track, you know, I just started talking to other people, other teams, um, networking, marketing myself, um, improving my craft. So, yeah, I wouldn't be here without Brandon Brown and, and his family. Okay. So I guess I, sh- I guess I should have started a little bit earlier. How'd you get into photography? Um, that was it. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I had never, I had never picked up a camera before until then. Um, so when I started going to the NASCAR races, I kind of realized I had a little knack for it. So, um, then I started going to like smaller dirt tracks and smaller, uh, local asphalt tracks and that sort of thing. And just, uh, taking photos of everything I could, I ended up working for coastal Carolina university's photography department. Um, and that gave me a lot of experience and, and um, got me, you know, up to speed with what I should know uh, at that point. So it, it was a very, very steep learning curve. Uh, a lot happened, like, all at once. That was, like, 2015, 2016, oh, wow. 2017. Yeah. Well, that's okay. So, you know, a lot, a lot of people find out what they're going to do in college. So, you know, that makes sense. But like that, so what, was that even on your radar though? Absolutely not. I was studying um, applied physics. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, dramatic change. Um, studying applied physics. I wanted to be an engineer. Um, I wanted to be in racing. Like that was that was an end goal for sure. Um, I didn't really care what capacity. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do it. Um, so you know, I was thinking engineering or you know, something like that. Um, uh, yeah, engineering to be a crew chief, but I couldn't get through differential equations. So 
it's always it's always differential equations that's always the yeah. one that gets you <laughs> yep so uh by by that point i was you know doing the photography stuff and i switched my major to uh marketing uh became a business major it was quite a bit easier on me <laughs> like what, what um, year what year in college was the switch like what was uh i was two and a half years in oh boy yeah so i had like i had like 75 credits before i switched um and then like I had to I had to take 18 credits a semester and take six credits in the the summer classes. Mm -hmm. I actually took like the summer semesters were worse than the actual semesters because I would take six six credits in May, six credits in June, six six credits between July and August, and then we would start again. So you're doing like entire courses in like a month at a time? Two and two entire courses in a month. Oh. Yeah gosh yeah I'm that so, was I'm, just to get caught back up that oh i i switched majors too i i went from theater to journalism in my sophomore year so so yeah. I, also, I also had to do some summer courses um but not, nothing nothing like that i only i only did two summer courses one summer that was it so, it was it was a lot so <clears throat> by that point i was taking those credits during the the summer during may during june or whatever they they had like may master summer one summer two classes was what, what it was um and i was traveling to as many of the nascar races as i could get to mm. um so you know it, even during the semester i was semesters uh, i was doing that so it was there was a lot on my plate i ended up graduating like a hundred and 160 credits or something total yeah it was it was a lot <laughs> I, I, I like what was the conversation like with your parents okay mom dad so that whole applied physics thing no just forget that forget that i'm going in for time uh, my my parents were super super well my mom was super super supportive good um my dad was like well you know maybe you should come home from coastal carolina back to new york and uh, go to a smaller school that's less expensive to to figure it out and I said yeah you know I could do that but I'm really happy at Coastal and um, so you okay I was, I was going to ask eventually Coastal Carolina but you're wearing a Syracuse shirt so now this makes yes. sense okay. yeah I'm I'm from upstate New York okay um, the the Binghamton area so Syracuse was like 75 miles north and mm -hmm. You know, been a big Syracuse basketball fan. Okay. My entire life. Yeah, that's that's my my Central New York ties. So, were were you a NASCAR fan at all before you came down south? Or okay, yep, all right. So, so I was. So all right. So what what's the NASCAR history? Um, gosh, I was going to NASCAR races. Um, while I was in my mom's stomach, my first one was uh, 1996, two months after I was born. Um. We're at Watkins Glen. Okay. Yep. Right. I until I went to every Watkins Glen race, except for the one where Rudiman flipped. Okay. Because that was on a Monday, and I had um, football practice that Monday. It got pushed to Monday because it rained. Um, but I was there on Sunday, so up until that point, I had been to every single Watkins Glen race that happened during my life okay um and i'm 25 years old and over the last 25 years i have been to 22 walking Glen races yes so we're so we're, you're there for the the big ambrose kozlowski finish yes i was where i was sitting you? at i was where sitting at the top of the s's that was our spot was the top of the s's so yeah. what was that that from your from your perspective what was that lap like um it was, I was young. <laughs> it was a whole lot of yelling drunk people everywhere. <laughs> um, it was very hectic, you know, watching on the video screen, jumping up and down, you know, yelling because it's a road course. So obviously you see him going up through the S's and then you don't see him again for another minute and 12 yeah. seconds or whatever. Um, but it was, it was nuts that we were there. I was there for that. Kyle Bush wrecked right in front of us going up the S's. Mm -hmm. That's where his spin happened. Um, trying to think of 
it was it was just the best spot because you could see him coming out of turn one all the way down that little chute up the s's and up uh through uh where the bridge is and that's just where we always sat it seemed to have a whole lot of action and you know you could see quite a bit for a road course um, who was your driver growing up oh dale jr yep yep <laughs> big dale jr fan it, it, it's uh, i think it's it's actually i think it's hard to find anyone who like came of age either like in the 2000s and them say i don't like dale jr right like, i yeah. that's, that's a unicorn <laughs> like, if yeah. you can find someone from that period that didn't like them yeah uh i was always a big dale jr fan um yeah i would probably cheer for i cheered for his teammates whoever they were you know through hendrick through dei mm. you know going on um then i mean now i'm just kind of a fan of my track house guys for sure <laughs> so like going so, so once you start like going to as many races as possible to like you know take take photographs so what, what was the process of learning how to be a photographer in the nascar industry what was that like getting into it it was it was tough um there was a lot of races that i would go to that would basically be out of my own pocket um you know i was just shooting for brandon and his family team and you know i'd stay with them in the hotel but it was up to me to get to the track so that's driving halfway across the country to kansas or texas or you know paying four or five hundred dollars for a flight to Iowa or something like that and I was just a college kid and <clears throat> working at advanced auto parts uh, using yeah. that money I made for for beer and racing so <clears throat> well, what was it like telling your I guess the, the people at advanced auto parts so yeah I can't I can't work this weekend I'm gonna be <laughs> when I took the job I told them that I did not have weekend availabilities very frequently because of what I was doing. And I said, this is like, this is like the deal breaker. I, I, I can't do it unless, mm. you know, I have that flexibility and they were, they were cool with it. You know, it was, uh, they were actually looking for someone to do nights on the weekdays and that fit with my college schedule perfectly. And, mm. you know, that's what I would do for six hours after, after classes. So, so how long, how long did you do that for at advanced out of parts? What was, how long did you do the balancing act? Mm probably a year and a half until okay. I started actually making money um, on going to the races, having enough clients. How many was, clients does it take to get to that point? Uh, two. It was really? two. Yeah. Yeah. My, I, I never wanted to undercut anyone, you know, price pricing wise, because I don't want to devalue the people that had been doing this for, for forever um it, it was but then you know then i was i was staying in really cheap motels and driving a lot of places or cheap flights or something like that and there was races i i wouldn't go to because you know i didn't have the budget um so it's it's it, it was a hard balancing act that's for sure so as someone you just kind of like picked this up and started doing it who was the person or maybe like a photographer with experience that actually told you hey you actually have a raw skill at this was there anyone that told you that or was it just nope it was just me winging it still is just me winging it you know trying to figure it out um now i've i feel like i've earned my my place my stripes my seat at the table of the the photographers that have been doing it for you know 30 years in the, the photo room um but you know, those like from 2017 until 2020, I, I would really say that I didn't, I didn't have anyone, you mm -hmm. know, felt like there was a lot of cold shoulder to me. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why do you think uh, that? Just another, another player in the, the game, you know, it's very competitive. Um, just people territorial. Did, do you think did you did you want someone 
as a, as a mentor through all this or did you like just roughing it like you were uh i like i like roughing it i yeah. i i knew if i ever like needed to ask for help i probably could have there was you know a couple people that that were you know open to saying hello that sort of thing um but i just i just kind of felt okay with with figuring it out on my own you know okay so so what, what was the, the first actual race you you, you did the paying gig for well, i guess with random brand racing what was the first one uh the first well i don't i don't want to include that because like okay. There was a lot of like they helped me, mm. I helped them, give and take sort of thing. Okay. So my first paying client, other than them, was Spencer Boyd okay. at Charlotte in May of 2016. Okay. He ran the truck race. So like when you when you have like a paying gig like this, are the they saying, okay, we want these kinds of shots? Or are they just like go go get us good shots? They, did they ask for anything specific or anything? I and all the years I've been doing it, I've only had four or five times where I've had a shot list mm-hmm. where people are like, This is what we need, when we need it, that sort of thing, how we want it to look. Other than that, it's like, hey, as long as you you know, get us some photos and they look cool and we take care of our sponsor guests or something, then we're good. Um, it's a lot of creative freedom, creative reign. Um, and it's just kind of like the, the run and gun style winging it. I I'm accustomed to, and that I like, so. Run and gun. Okay. So what's your favorite, what's your favorite kind of shot? Like what, what are your preferred shots to get on a, during, over the course of a weekend? It's a good one because every, every track and shoots differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot about chasing the light, wherever the light's looking good. Um, sometimes it's, it's head on shots from shooting outside of the track. Sometimes it's, you know, slow pans where you're blurring the background out and making the car sharp. Um, and a lot of the times it's people taking pictures of people and candid moments and stuff like that, that, that really makes me look at the, the picture I've taken and say, wow, you know, that is a great photo. So I'd say, I'd say the people, the, the people shots. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite? I wish, I wish I, I don't have the streaming thing down perfectly um, because I wish I, there was a way I could like put up a photo that you took display what you can do but i'm not i don't i don't know how to do that yet so unfortunately so like what's like the the your favorite picture you've ever taken i think that's 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 a extremely hard question Mm -hmm. to answer because i i want to say it's constantly changing you know um you're only you're only as good as your your last race you know a lot of what the drivers say and i kind of feel like it's the same for me so like my favorite shot right now might be something that we took from i took at darlington Mm. um and then next week it'll be something i take at kansas so it's it's that's really tough um my updating my instagram with my favorites from each weekend is is like how i kind of express it Okay. Um, and then there's some weekends where I feel like I've done nothing worthwhile artistically and I hate everything that I took and uh, I can't wait to leave the track and get to the next place. Same. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, that for us writers, like w- w- one weekend you, you knock it out of the park and then the next weekend it's like, why am I here? This is, yeah. this is, this is so dumb. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing this. So it's good to know that, Hey, photographers have uh imposter syndrome too just yeah like, they're just like us <laughs> there's times where it you know i just get in my head and it's like man i'm just a 25 year old kid that's never 
learn properly how to even do this like what am I doing out here and then there's yeah some weeks where just everything falls into place and everything looks good and you can't miss you like you know Kobe in the fourth quarter it's just you know Kobe in the fourth quarter Dale Arnhardt at Talladega with 18 mm-hmm. to go <laughs> not, eight, exactly. or not, eight, not, not 18 to go what well, was like 10 to go how how many laps I left it, I think it was like 10 10 something like that yeah Whatever, and Arnhart at Talladega with Kendall. Right, that, right. That's that, that's what it, that's what it is. <laughs> so okay, so how how did Trackhouse happen? Like, how did did you get an email or from Justin Marks or what, what was how, how did things fall into place there? I I shot the Snowball Derby in twenty twenty. Was last year our first year? Last year was our first year. Yeah. So I shot the Snowball Derby at the beginning of last year okay. and he was running the snowflake the 100 lap late model race the the night before yeah um so it was like thursday that week or something i um i actually messaged kyle sykes on uh, twitter i'm like hey you know i know you're working with with track house like what do you think if i you know walk up to Justin and propose this. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's worth a shot. So at the snowball derby, I just walked up to Justin and I said, Hey, Justin, uh, I'm a photographer. I shot for Daniel with Gaunt brothers last year. Um, and, uh, I would like to, to work for track house. Um, let me shoot the snowflake for you this week. Um, and, uh, you know, you take a look at it, we'll take it as a tryout. And then, you know, maybe, maybe we could work something out for the cup season. Um, and I shot the snowflake is late, the late model race and thought I knocked it out of the park and, you know, sent it to them and they actually used some of the pictures on, you know, their social. Um, and then a few weeks went by and Daytona was coming up and I didn't, have a call or anything no email so i'm like kyle hey what's going on and he's like hey i'm sorry like because they were they were operating with rcr yeah out of rcr shop so they just kind of copy pasted everything rcr onto like that and the photographer was part of it so they used rcr's photographer until i think it was atlanta atlanta weekend the first atlanta weekend the only Atlanta weekend, right? We didn't have two last year, did we? Yeah, we had two last year. Did we? Okay. So yeah. the, the first Atlanta weekend um, was my first weekend with them. Kyle called me and said, hey, we're ready to branch off on our own on this, and we want to to bring you on. Um, and so that was that. What I what I did at the Snowflake, it stuck with, with Kyle and Justin and you shot you as a photographer you shot your shot i did i did there's a lot of that there's a lot of shooting shooting my shots a lot of instagram dms a lot of twitter dms a lot of cold texts cold calls that that, that should probably be that the title of this episode uh shooting your shot shoot, shoot your shot yeah it's perfect shoot your shot with <laughs> so what is how is this different the track house thing how is it different than what you've done for other teams in the past um i think it's extremely different because of what justin's vision um and creative goals are um i haven't had um a team that has an owner that's so involved with like the creative process and how how we can elevate the the look of it that sort of thing um maybe Jordan Anderson, he's very involved with, you know, getting things, the creative style that he wants with me. And, you know, I think that's really important. Um, but you know, I was, I was texting Justin yesterday about this project that we're working on. Um, and I just, it's, it's something I haven't experienced before, you know, um, and I don't, I wouldn't say it's, it's something that's all too common, um, in the, in the, in the industry is, you know, someone having this creative vision and then working on it with, with them directly, you know, 
usually it's some that gets delegated and um it's there's just a his, his vision on things is just so uh different than than others he 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 says that every time he, he does an interview, he wants to be disruptive in the space, you know? Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I, just that, he, that he, hands-on. He, yeah, he's very consistent in that. And pretty much every time I hear him do an interview, he, he wants to be disruptive. And, I, and, and in some cases, I'm like, well, what does that really even mean these days? Um, but, I mean, but he is doing it. Like, it, mm-hmm. like, he's not doing what other... Really, the only other team that you can really compare Shrek House to in my opinion right now is like 2311 it's like how are the, these two teams that came in at basically the same time how are they doing things differently yep that's um, that's the that's the parallel you know two teams been here for the same exact time high profile owners high profile owners have had almost the same exact arc with one car one car now two cars yeah um and there's just an extreme branching off of like the creative uh, from one side to the other. I mean, at least from what I see on like mm-hmm. social channels and, and that sort of thing. So, so how much other work are you doing besides track house or is track house like your, your, your thing? Right um, now? So track house is my, my, my family on, on the, the cup side, that's for sure. Um, and I am very lucky that they allow me to um, work with others when the time arises. Um, so when the 62 Beard Motorsports runs in the Cup Series, I'll shoot them. Hmm. Um, in the last few years, I've shot for uh, Gaunt Brothers. Um, where, where are they right now? Where have they been? I now? don't know. I don't know. I Listen, I don't put the cars together. I don't decide <laughs> when they race. I don't hire the drivers whenever they they race and they want to hire me that's that's just you know um i hope it's soon because marty gaunt is is great and um they're he's been great to me and you know i'd like to see them back to the track soon um so that's that's what i have on the cup side um then i have a handful of clients in xfinity five or six and then um same on the truck side Okay. All right. So like I said, this is a few days after Darlington. So w- what's the Darlington experience like for a photographer, Dalen? Like, uh, like what's a weekend? Walk me through a weekend. Uh, well, I drove up on Thursday evening, uh, picked up uh, my other half. I, I always, it's always me and one other person at the track. This last weekend, I had Brent Smith with me, um, a photographer that primary, primarily covers uh, dirt racing and does all my uh, IMSA work when I have IMSA work. Um, I had him with me, very talented. Um, so I picked him up from the airport on Thursday night. We went to the track Friday afternoon, a couple hours early to to gear up for truck practice. Um, we took care of that. We had we had eleven trucks on Friday to shoot and take care of so that was a lot it was a lot uh and the the rain that we had that pushed driver intros back it certainly didn't help because uh cut out a lot of time of uh you know getting the the candids and things like that was it was it friday that we had rain yeah Uh, because xfinity qualifying got yes yeah yeah yep and that that screwed everything up too with xfinity qualifying um rain delays are the worst like (laughs) we we should have done this after dover because i could have told you all about the logistics of how i had to change everything from sunday to monday um but you know got to the track it was one o'clock got to the track truck practice at three we shot that everything was going smooth uh, started shooting Xfinity practice and then qualifying, qualifying, it started raining halfway through, um, which actually gave us a lot of time to go in, sit down, edit all of our truck photos, edit all of what we had with Xfinity. Um, we sat around for quite a while and then it's like, okay, you know, intros are going on right now. It's like, oh crap, we got to go. Um, and then the, the worst part, the, the most stressful part every weekend 
for me is when the trucks are there and I have 11 trucks and seven of them have sponsor guests there and they all want to post photo next to the truck. So, you know, I got to make sure the drivers get into the truck and go and take their photo and rotate through the groups of people and then bounce my way down pit road all in a matter of like 12 to 18 minutes is how long they give between intros and the national anthem. Yeah. So that's like super stress mode, you know, got to make sure we take care of everyone. Um, cause people like having their picture taken in that moment it makes them feel very important. Um, especially when they're sponsoring a car, you know? So, uh, but got through that shooting the truck race was a breeze. The, the race is the most fun, fun part, easiest part. Um, it's just a whole lot of, you know, get your, get your standard shots first, the, the ones that look good in press releases, mm. uh, then start playing around with the lights and uh, slow shutters and that sort of thing. Um, we got done pretty late. It was like probably, it was what, two hours, 11 minutes and some odd seconds that the race took? I three took under. It was three hours. It, no, it was... it was not three hours. Yeah, it, it was. No, it was like two hours, 11 minutes. For cup? No, for, for truck. Oh, truck. Oh, truck. Oh, sorry. Truck, my bad. Yeah. Um, it was close. It was like two hours, 11 minutes, because I had the under of two hours, 10. It, or it, it, it was of like two minutes over the average. Yeah. So. Well, you know, we got we got out of there pretty late. It was like 11, 11.30 by the time we got done editing. Went and got cookout, called it a night um six hours of sleep up again back at the track at 9 a.m for what was it a 10 a.m cup practice um and that's when things you know ramp up quite a bit um there's different deliverables with the cup on the cup side um with track house they want there's there's a level of efficiency and um quickness that they expect with turnaround and getting things so you know shooting practice, editing mid-practice, coming back out, shooting more practice, editing, making sure there's a constant flow of things that they can post on social and take care of. Um, then same thing with qualifying, knocking that out, driver candidates, crew candidates, um, crew chiefs, car chiefs, engineers, you know, just getting pictures of everyone, details of the cars because they're special cars. Um, just there's a, a whole lot of, of deliverables that I've, that, like I said, they don't necessarily give me a shot list, but I just kind of know that the things are useful. Um, usually when they don't tell me that I'm screwing something up, it's, it's a good thing. So, you know, everything I'm giving them is, is good. De- deliver- um, deliverables, that, that's a very corporate sounding Word. yeah i mean like do you, getting... have, do you have those deliverables for us dalen i need them in uh in, in my inbox at uh five five eight eight a.m sharp monday it's just you know meeting meeting my own expectations because uh mine are so high um and if i meet my expectations i know it'll meet theirs um, I don't want to disappoint anyone. <laughs> so making sure things are timely and look good is, is at the top of my, my priority list. Um, like I said, like I said before, making sure everyone gets their picture taken. So they have a, a nice um, library of anything they could ever need or use. So usually with like Darlington, um, you know, that, that race now set usually when the sun's setting and it offers usually some pretty stunning photographs. I, I consider Darlington the Days of Thunder track because if, if you want a Days of Thunder golden hour shot, that's the track. Unfortunately, Sunday it was very gray, it was, it was very, gray, very gray, very cloudy. It's like, oh, I, want, I want my Days of Thunder shot. We, we um, had a good sunset on Friday night, yeah, yeah, we did until a cloud blocked it, but. It was good for a while. So what's the best track, in your opinion, for, for photography? For photography? It's, it's, again, that's another hard one because there's a bunch of good ones. There's a bunch of terrible ones. <laughs> um, 
And then there's some that like shoot really well for me some weekends and some that I just can't creatively figure out how to do something different the next time we're there. Um, Darlington is up there. I always seem to have good races at Darlington. I really like Phoenix. Homestead is a good one. Yeah. Daytona is a good one when they're not running single file. Um, sometimes I have good days at Kansas. Sometimes I don't. Uh, Michigan is absolutely horrid. Really? Um, yeah. Terrible. Awful. Um, road courses. Road courses make the best photos anywhere we go we can do something cool i would think so many like elevation changes that you, you can get good yep. different unique angles yeah coda coda is frustrating and challenging but very photogenic in certain ways if the light is right now we started the race at like what was it 2 30 local time yeah and with how dark the pavement, like fresh the pavement is and the S's, the light was just reflecting up off the, the blacktop and mm. like it was terrible through the S's. But as it got later in the race, started getting really good on like the stadium section where the tower is. Um, and it was just, it was hitting right. Oh, okay, um, like, so I see you, you tweeting during races. Um, how are you, how aware are you of what is like transpiring in the race? Are you, are you uh, like keep track of the status of your driver and what they're, what they're going through or what's that like? Uh, the only way that I know how our guys are doing is because I listen to the, to their radios, okay. uh, to their scanners. Um, and I'll also listen to race control for like, if there's a caution or something like that, but you know, after a few, few laps and they get spread out or something like that, I really have no idea what's going on. Like <laughs> Bristol. Oh awful. yeah. That would, that'd be awful. That would absolutely be awful. Cause you know, I'll be, it's, it's every 16 seconds. So like, I'll take a photo and I'll check and you know, wait for them to check again. And now I've lost who's the leader where, <laughs> where's fifth, what position are we in? Who is a lap down? Who's not? And sometimes I just don't have the time to look at the scoreboard or I don't have the angle to look at the scoreboard and see where we are. And yeah, like if I wasn't listening to the scanner uh, and didn't have a direct sight line to the video board at Darlington, I probably wouldn't have known that um, Ross had wrecked. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What like, so what happens if both, both like, Trackhouse has two, has two teams. So if both of them get, get like eliminated in a race, like early, what do you do? Like, is there pack up and head home? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's worst case scenario, obviously. Like I never want that to happen, but yeah. if it does happen, I mean, there's not much else for me to really take photos of. So unless I have an editorial client mm. for the week, uh, which then I'll stay and grab some shots of like the story that's developing through the race. Um, some, you know, major moments and then burnout, checkered flag, victory lane sort of thing. So at Coda, um, where, where were you stationed at like the end of the race? Because I remember you, you were there. On, uh, I remember seeing you on pit road, like immediately after. So I was, I was next to the one pit box the okay. entire the entire last five laps or so, just taking okay. pictures of you know the the in the moment story of you know you know Justin his reaction how Phil Surgeon was you know looking sweating you know the crew guys all you know paying vivid attention to the the monitors and yeah. It was quiet. Was, it was dead. It was just dead yes, silent in it that was. box. Just, and I think that that's the stuff that really tells the story, you know? Um, and I think it's a lot more interesting to be around all the people, uh, the men and women of Trackhouse for that major moment, the first win, than getting the, the car 
crossing the start finish line or anything like that. Cause um, there's a whole bunch of other places that we could get that from, you know, we could go buy that moment from Getty or something like that. Yeah. Uh, whereas there, I mean, there was a whole bunch of other people capturing content around the pit box, but there wasn't any, any photographers or anything that I could, you know, get that moment from, um, and then I, I had two photographers working for, uh, for me, for us that weekend. Um, so I had one on the outside of the start finish or of the front stretch. Um, and then one on the inside, um, to go to where the, the, the moat is the trench oh, there, the, 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 tre- <laughs> the trench there between yeah. the, the track and pit road, um, to make sure that we had all of our bases covered. Right. I, I was just lucky to have three that weekend and that'd be the weekend to happen. So wh- is there one of all the tracks that you go to, is there like, what's your absolute favorite spot to take a picture from? Shooting the outside of like turn two at Homestead is so cool. Cause they are just Look, looking, looking down in the track. Yeah. Okay. They are just so close to the wall to you. It is absolutely insane. Just nuts. Well, I would, I would think, I mean, this is my non-expert opinion. I would think like turn three, four, looking back towards the sunset. Well, be... yeah, but well, turn three is, is pretty cool. The entrance of turn three there. Um, but they're not like, they're not back on the throttle at that point. And okay. at the exit of two, they're on the throttle and like the car is yawed out and you can feel the air pressure coming off the car and the spoiler at, as they come by, hit you. Oh, well. And as it goes by, there's a pocket of low pressure behind the car and it literally sucks the air out of you as they go by. It's the coolest thing. Fontana Fontana does that too there's a hole on the exit of four Uh Um, and when they were running the NA18D package the cup cars when they would so you're you're the other person besides Matt Weaver that has to say the that whole weird after I don't like just 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 say hi down force man just say (laughs) when they would go by the wall or that cutout in turn four at Fontana um, there was so much air moving that it would, even with earplugs in, it would pull the air out of your head and like hurt your ears so bad. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's like, that's a really cool spot too. So what, what, what's it like standing against the wall when an accident happens, like right where you are? Because I, I think I remember a race. I don't remember when or where, where there was a wreck and they kept showing a replay and they showed this little figure like scurrying away from the wall it's like i think that's dayless <laughs> it's it's terrifying um like yeah there's a wall and a fence there but man you just you don't know <laughs> like they could they could hit the the wall and go up into the fence or some kind of parts or pieces could fly through um sometimes where i'm standing uh, i'll feel safe enough to stay like I was outside of, I can't remember where, but the wall was, the wall was higher. It was like up to here on me, or it was Phoenix. The wall was like up to here and I was kind of like shooting and I just kind of like ducked. But when you're standing up like yeah. at Texas, you're kind of above the, the safer barrier. It's like on the outside of one and two, you know how like they slide so far and hit the wall mm-hmm. at Texas if they wreck there. It's terrifying. It's like turn and run because you don't know if that car is going to hit the fence or not. It's I, it's. I, I would be mo- most terrified of like Daytona or Talladega coming down through the truck, like the like the the uh, like the Kyle Larson wreck or the Austin Dillon wreck. Right. That that well, would just give me nightmares. Daytona and Talladega, for that reason, they don't allow us to shoot a, uh, outside along the wheel fence. Really? Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. There's a there's a handful of tracks. Yep. Wow. Darlington's one of them really okay that's that's really surprising yeah I mean, can't we can't shoot along the wheel fence at darlington hmm. i yep. can't remember wait you say wheel fence 
Yeah, catch fence, wheel fence. Yeah. Okay. So, huh, that's surprising. I can't remember there ever being like a really bad wreck at Darlington that would. I can't either. I don't know. It's just uh... they, weird wrecks happen at the weirdest places. So yeah. So like, we had the the truck series had the big one at Darlington yeah. last year. So yeah. who knows? I mean, who knows? There's there's a lot of scary places and things that can happen. I mean, Ben Kennedy tore the the fence down at Kentucky one year in the trucks. Um, oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, on the the front straight. Um, someone else got into the fence somewhere. Um, cars spinning down on the pit road is is terrifying. Like, I think it was Jesse Awuji did it at Las Vegas and qualifying and it cracked pit wall so like there's doesn't matter where you are at the racetrack if there's a wall there like someone will hit it um that's why they put the walls there yeah Uh, and it's it's scary it's 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 pretty scary so have you since you primarily just do motorsports photography have you ever thought about branching out into non-auto racing photography um, I'll do portraits and like other things for people that are close to me or people that I know um, that, you know, are, that there's not going to be a whole lot of pressure on me for, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, like, I, I probably won't ever shoot a wedding for, for hire for someone that I don't know you know what I'm yeah. saying just because that's a lot of pressure if I miss that moment then like you can actually get sued for that and I'm yeah what yeah yeah they have insurance specifically for photographers that miss the shot like the shot yeah I've never heard of that yep I learned yep. something new today yeah um and well, I'm guessing the shot can be whatever they want the shot to be. Yeah. It's, it's that, yep. oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like high pressure things like that. I just I I won't do. I, I have too much anxiety about that. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, like, so if like maybe Getty Images came to you, it's like, hey, we want you to be our new photographer, just covering general news events. Like, hey, time to go shoot this tornado coverage or i'd probably do that i'd do that that'd be cool a lot of a lot of what i do and want to do is just because i think it's cool yeah like if someone came and like took took everything that i've done and came in and just took it all from me i i would feel satisfied with you know what i've done in my career because it's been really cool and awesome mm-hmm. um so like if i had one hell of an offer to go shoot i don't know polar bears in antarctica and it paid right i'd be like oh hell yeah that'd be badass like that that's so cool i'll go do that it'd be freezing cold yeah but, uh... it'd be terrible that's like the exact <laughs> reason why opposite reason why i moved to florida because i don't like being cold um oh, so, you live, but, so you so you live in florida okay yeah yeah i live in daytona now well oh, port orange cool wait, yeah. wait, so how long have you lived there uh i moved down here chasing a girl in 2019 when i graduated college did, did you get the girl oh yeah all right oh all right all right cool good good it's good good to know that that, that the move paid off yeah, so. it did. It did. <laughs> we own a house and we have three dogs and it's nice. All right. So I, I, I started this off when I had Matt Weaver on a few weeks back. Um, so I'm going to give you three mulligans. A race mulligan. This is just NASCAR fan mode questions for you. G- give you a race mulligan, a silly season mulligan, and just a NASCAR uh, sanctioning body decision mulligan so think think back over your years as a nascar fan what, what's the one race that you want so do over race race mulligan like complete do-over like e- yeah everyone gets to 
gets to redo it with the knowledge of what happened originally. Like they they, they get to get it right this time. <sighs> can I? Get, can I? They, this is like can quantum, I do the last like, one first? This is, okay, this, this is like quantum leap. You get, you yeah. get to put right, put right what went wrong. Okay, can I do the last one first? Okay, the, score, right. the NASCAR scoring decision. That, that that scoring decision, that scoring decision, just like a, a thing that NASCAR did as a sanctioning body. All right, we're doing this. This oh. is like all right. Scoring. Okay. Well, so the one on the one I'm thinking is twenty. Was it fifteen? Fall Talladega, Dale Jr., Joey Logano. You 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 cut right to the cut right to the core. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. one is like. Yeah. <laughs> he he won that race. Dale Jr. won that race in my he, mind. He was going to. He 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 had the car. Yeah. He had the car. He was passing people by himself, just leapfrogging. He he was he was gonna get there. He was gonna do it. Damn Kevin Harvick. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. Damn you, Kevin Harvick. Th- th- that's the title of this episode. Damn you, Kevin Harvick. <laughs> um, silly season mulligan. And I don't know how many people know this or not, but I listened to this on a podcast and it's straight from the source. So when Jimmy Johnson signed to run the 48 car. Yeah. Um, is the same year that Jeremy Mayfield ended up going to Evernham mm-hmm. and doing that. Jeremy Mayfield was on the list of drivers that they were going to hire for that 48 car, and he turned it down. Really? Yes. And I would have liked to to have that one back and see Jeremy Mayfield run the 48 car. That that That's a big one, if. Yeah. That's a huge one. Yeah. Um, yeah. What would that have meant for then Jimmy? Jim, Jimmy Johnson would have been the one that got thrown in jail. <laughs> <laughs> he said quantum I don't, I, don't leap. Think, I don't think that's how that butterfly works. <laughs> you never know. I, just, I, I think that would have been, I think that would have changed the trajectory of NASCAR like tenfold. I've never think heard about that. it. That's that's seven. Yeah, uh, it was the dinner with racers podcast. Jeremy oh. Mayfield's episode. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So and, so okay, that's 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 silly season. Wait, wait was the twenty fifteen held? That that could be the race mulligan. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, let's see NASCAR decision. Gosh, mine, I, mine when I yeah, what's um, yours? Mine was, uh, they shouldn't have done that five-year agreement with tracks that locked stuff in for five years. Um, that that was the horrible decision. Shouldn't have done it, and the whole rebound that NASCAR's kind of experienced right right now could have started happening a lot sooner. Um, so that was mine. The Matt Matt came back with NASCAR building just you know all those one point five mile tracks back in the nineties. Um, I was like, oh, that's a good one. That probably should have been mine. <laughs> mm. Man. It's <laughs> I it's tough because like I don't wanna I don't wanna say anything that could get me in trouble with John's sanctioning body. Um that's that's a good one is building all those one and a half miles. Although there's a bunch of them that are starting to work well. Like Kansas works well, Vegas works well. Um, but it's, it's it's taken a while though. That, that's Chicago worked well, and now we've killed Chicago. Hey, we could be getting a street course next year in its place. So, uh, so, so you guys make some sacrifices. Um, I don't know. I I really don't know. Maybe maybe not being allowed to shoot outside at Daytona and Talladega. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're just doing that for your own safety. <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot of it's for our safety. I don't know. I think I'll just live with what they've what they've given us. All right. My race mulligan was the 2011 Coke 600. 
Sorry, my wife was talking to me. The 2011 Coke 600. That, yeah, that was my race mulligan. Dale Jr. Yeah, okay. Just, just, just five more drops of fuel, man. Just five more. <laughs> you know what? Can I, can I trade out my race mulligan? Sure, go ahead. I want last year's fall Daytona back. Because okay, Daniel, Daniel was going for that win. He was oh, going to yeah. win. He was going to win. He, he had a head of steam. He definitely had a head of steam. Are you okay? She's okay. That's that's the title of this episode. Are you okay? <laughs> She's, She's okay. okay. <laughs> oh gosh, NASCAR. There's been so many times I've been frustrated with a NASCAR decision. Yeah. That I've just kind of come to live with it. Maybe maybe introducing stages. I like stages. So I like stages everywhere except for road courses. Yes, yeah, that that is the sticking point. That is the sticking point. So I guess if I could say that, it'd be like the 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 stage rules. Yeah. Yeah, Or you know what? The caution clock. The caution clock. That was just a one-year thing, though, right? That was the worst thing they ever did. <laughs> of all things that NASCAR has done, it's the caution clock that they did in the truck series. But it was just one year, right? It was just this yeah. one-year experiment? It was just like 2016, I want to say. So, gosh, that feels like forever ago. Man. Um, or, yeah. or I could probably say not agreeing with Montreal to keep going to Montreal. I, I'm sure there's legitimate reasons, but like the whole thing in the 2010s or whatever was like, hey, let's send the Xfinity series to, to Mexico City and Canada, but not Cup. Just didn't make any sense to me at no. all. And it kills a lot of the, uh, the, the money. Like it makes things so expensive on these Xfinity teams to go somewhere that Cup isn't. Mm-hmm. Like Portland. I don't know if anyone, if you've heard any rumblings about Portland, but almost everyone is going to take a massive loss on Portland. It's bad. Mm. So yeah, Cup, Cup and Xfinity should be still going to Montreal and still be going to Mexico City. I just want to see Cup do a race at Mosport because there, there hasn't been a bad truck race there. I want to see what what cup can do i don't think there. there's been a bad race at most sport i was there for the truck races uh a couple years in a row a few years back uh before you know we killed it mm. um and watching the support class series that they had racing during the the weekends was incredible i think they had like the nissan micra cup canada and it was the most badass thing that they could have had it was like 40 nissan micros which are just these tiny subcompact cars just 40 of them going and absolutely obliterating each other racing around ctmp for 15 minutes greatest thing all right so i guess to to close this out like what's your uh how, how many of your photos do you have framed in your house so over here in my office, I have a newspaper clipping from uh, Japan, from Tokyo, which would be the probably the equivalent of like USA Today or the New York Times or something like that. Um, over here with my photo in it from one of Hattori Racing's. Um, I think I remember you posting ones. that. Yeah, um, I think I do remember you doing that. That, that is um, cool. That is very yeah. cool. <laughs> um, up here, I have a picture of Brandon Brown's throwback from 2018 in the Xfinity series um, at Darlington hanging up. Um, I have a painting over here that someone made of one of my photos from the 2019 Rolex. A painting? Oh. A painting. And then, 
I have, I have this book of my first cup season, full cup season that I did with Gaunt Brothers, which was uh, 2020 that just had, uh, it was the, the COVID year. So I kind of keep this out. I'm, gu I'm guessing there's not very many of those books. There are two. I have one and Daniel Suarez and Julia PK have one together. That's yeah. cool. Just, you know, some of my favorites from that year that I just kind of put together. Nice. Just, you know, memories. This one, this one is cool. I don't know if you can read it. We, we miss you, race fans. That's, yeah. That is cool. Cause that's gonna, this is gonna be one of the ones that I kind of keep around for forever. Cause one, it was my first cup season. Two, I shot this entire year um, without fans in the stands, you know? Like everywhere I went, there was no fans at Indy, no fans at Pocono, no fans at Kansas, mm. no fans at Michigan. Like here, here's Pocono with an empty grandstand. So and it's eerie. just, it, it's, yeah. I have videos on my phone from Kansas and I'm parked underneath the grandstands, like literally underneath the grandstand, five feet away from where you walk out and take your seat. And it's just, it's just so wild to go back and look at it 